Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, well, good afternoon. Happy Friday to you all. This is Josh Sorensen, one of the assistant pastors here at Calvary Church in Aurora. And we want to welcome you to today's installment of Calvary Live. We've got the one and only Gabe producing in the studio. So good to have him with us. Of course, Calvary Live comes to you on 88 stations Uh, which is amazing, in 26 different states nationwide. And we're here every Monday through Friday afternoon from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And we're here to answer Bible questions, to pray with you, whatever's on your heart. So let me give out that number again, and we'll get the lines going. 303-690-3000. Please call us. The show is nothing without you. Uh, And we would love to hear what it is that's on your heart. 303-690-3000. And our text line, because we do get a lot of texts throughout the show as well, and sometimes we can get to them, uh, and sometimes we can't, but we will always make sure that after the show, we respond to every single prayer request that comes in. That is, that's a given. And then we take those prayer requests and we pass those down to a team here at the church that prays. So uh, that number to text us is 720-336-0897. Again, and you can save this in your phone. It's a great number to have just uh, for quick access, 720-336-0897. But if you'd like to call us, uh, and again, if you've got something on your heart that you've been thinking about regarding a Bible question uh, or Christian living or, or something that you're working through uh, that perhaps we could be an encouragement to you in, uh, we'd love to do that. So our number is 303-690-3000. And again, if you would like uh, just for us to pray with you, and I, I say this weekly, but it's true that uh, one of the joys of a radio show like this is that we've got not just you and I praying together for this, but we've got uh, all of the radio audience in all of the 88 stations in 26 different states that are listening in, that are praying along with us. So what a privilege, right, to be able to, to, to lift up your prayer request and know that we've got an army of people praying also and agreeing on your behalf. Uh, just a, a prayer warriors rising up, uh, which is so beautiful that technology gives us the opportunity to do that. So again, Bible questions, Christian living questions, uh, prayer requests, 303-690-3000. I am with you here uh, broadcasting live today on this Friday, August 11th from the Grace FM radio network. Grace FM, for those of you that perhaps are newer to uh, tuning in, we have two stations here in Colorado and then up into southern Wyoming. So down in southern Colorado, 101.7, that reaches the Colorado Springs, Pueblo, Fountain area. And then up here in the Denver metro area, northern Colorado, uh, you're listening on 89.7. And so beyond Denver, it goes all the way up through the Front Range into Longmont, Boulder, Greeley, again into southern Wyoming. Uh, So such a privilege to be with you here on Grace FM. We also want to welcome all of you that are listening live on the Radio by Grace Network. 
Uh, and that is 77 stations throughout the states. So thank you guys on Radio by Grace for being part of our Calvary Live family. Uh, also, there are those of you that are listening a week delayed on Hope FM or Truth FM or Higher Rock. And the reason you guys are delayed is because you're all the way over on the East Coast. Uh, and so we want to, of course, welcome those of you guys as well. Some of you are in Philly. Uh, some of you guys in Baltimore. Some of you guys are in uh, other parts of Maryland, even up into New York and Florida. And so we're just so thankful that we uh, have you guys as part of our family as well. Now, again, you, you can call us today. Uh, you won't be live in terms of what you're hearing. You'll be live next week uh, on the air, which will actually be uh, live today, delayed next week. So you can call in today and then listen in next week. Um, but it is a privilege to be able to have Truth FM, Higher Rock, uh, and Hope FM as part of our family. I'm familiar with Hope FM being from Philly myself, and we would always drive into Ocean City, New Jersey, and Hope FM would often be on the radio. So thankful for all of these radio stations. And then, of course, we want to welcome all of you that are listening live on the Grace FM app. Uh, you can get that for free at gracefm.com. Uh, and that's available, of course, for, for your Android, your Apple TVs, your Roku. Uh, I also do not want to forget to mention Living Water Radio as well. That's one station that is coming out of a church. And I'm so thankful for this radio station as well from Corpus Christi, Texas. We get a lot of listeners from Texas and a lot of people calling in thanks to this radio show, uh, radio, radio station as well. So Living Water Radio, just want to, again, welcome you guys as the newest to the Calvary Live family. Uh, we're so thankful you guys are a part of this show. And thank you again just to all of the listeners that listen regularly uh, Monday through Friday to the show. We're so thankful that you guys are tuning in, calling in, uh, all of your, your, your texts that you send in. So we're going to get to the, the phone calls. We're going to get to the text today. But just again, we always want to shout out the radio stations because we would not be here if it wasn't for these stations. And every single one of the radio stations mentioned was birthed out of a vision in a heart of a pastor uh, or somebody that wanted to get God's word to the masses. And that's why we call it broadcasting. It's like taking seed and just throwing it out and it's casted everywhere. And that's the heartbeat behind radio ministry. And certainly why we here in Aurora, Colorado, uh, because of our pastor, Ed, uh, birthed this wonderful ministry here called Grace FM, which is where Calvary Live uh, broadcasts from. But we're just so thankful for all of you guys. And of course, don't want to miss a show without shouting out you guys as well. So thank you. All right, we're going to go to the lines here. Again, I'll give out the number one more time, 303-690-3000. I do see all three of our lines here are currently uh, busy. So if you are having trouble getting through, just wait until one of the calls ends and a line will open and you'll be able to access that. Uh, and we'll love to get your call in here as well. So I believe uh, this is Jay, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, from Pennsylvania. Did I say that right? No, this is Paul. Paul, Okay. Well, somehow we got a different name on there, but uh, happy to have you with us, Paul. How are you today? I'm doing great. Wonderful. Great. How can, how can we help you today? Well, I've been listening to Dr. Miles Monroe okay. uh, since COVID, and his message is about the kingdom of God. And I was raised Baptist and stuff, so that's kind of my background. Great. And, and uh, you know, he's talking about Matthew 6, It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things to be added to you. That's right. And that's one of the scriptures. But the first scripture he said is Matthew four seventeen. It says, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has arrived." When he came from being tempted by the devil, you know that was his first message. Yes, that's right. <clears throat> and then hidden in all the parables, all the parables, 
is talking about the kingdom. You know, like a guy wanted, you know, if he he found this field with the treasure, that he would go sell everything he has to get that field for that treasure. He said, that's like the kingdom of God. So I'm just, are we not really focusing on that? Because I remember, you know, in the Baptist situation, I don't remember hearing about that much. Yeah, yeah, great question. And I think you're right. I think uh, I, I think there probably are churches that would emphasize more of the kingdom, uh, others that would maybe emphasize less. Some of it might be, and I, and I can't answer for every church, of course, some of it might be because uh, there are different theological positions on when exactly and what exactly is the kingdom of God or, or uh, some... some uh, places you'll read, Jesus will call it the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. I believe that there's really no difference between the two. Uh, but the kingdom is what King Jesus himself came to earth to inaugurate and to establish. Uh, and the kingdom, he speaks about, of course, the, the Sermon on the Mount is all about kingdom living. And you're absolutely right, Paul. He goes on to talk about the kingdom in parables and and references it. Particularly, you'll read a lot about the kingdom of the, in the book of Matthew. Um, some of that's because uh, in, in the Jewish custom, uh, the, the, the uh, Jewish people were waiting for the Messiah, waiting for the coming kingdom. And so, so he's tying it a lot to the audience there in Matthew, uh, of, of the Jewish audience. But Jesus came to establish the kingdom on the earth where there would be peace, where all the pro- prophecies from the Old Testament would come to pass. That was uh, the heart of Jesus. And so he begins to preach these kingdom principles. Uh, he gives us kingdom principles through parables. Of course, he gives us kingdom living through the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. And then from Matthew uh, 5, 6, into 7, he, he talks about what the kingdom practically looks like. Uh, and it's a beautiful picture. However, uh, the Jewish people that would have been the ones to either accept or reject him as Messiah, ultimately they reject him. And so Jesus goes up to the mountain uh, and, and looks out over Jerusalem and he begins to weep because he says to his Jewish audience, if you had only known that this your day would have been given to you, uh, that the kingdom would have been established this day, but they rejected Jesus as the Messiah. Of course, we know that because uh, he ended up being crucified on the cross so then as we move into the New Testament, we, he- we-, we hear a little bit more about the kingdom. And so the idea is that, that Jesus came to establish the kingdom, but because the people rejected the kingdom, there was a pause now on the timeline of Jesus establishing that kingdom. And we are in a position where we're waiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And when he comes again, then he will establish. It speaks of this in Thessalonians. It speaks of this particularly in the book of Revelation. We read about it in Daniel. But then he will establish God's kingdom on the earth, where where Jesus will sit on the throne of David, where the temple will be rebuilt, where God's kingdom will be uh, on the earth for a thousand-year millennial reign, is, is what we believe Scripture teaches. Yet the kingdom principles that Jesus taught about doesn't mean that, uh, that those are null and void. In fact, there is a spiritual part of the kingdom that is, in fact, uh, in place right now. Um, so some have said that God has established a kingdom in our hearts, and he is king of our lives, and he sits on the throne of our lives, and we worship him as our king of kings and our lord of lords. So uh, theologians have said it this way, that there's a now part of the kingdom um, for those of us that have put our faith and trust in Jesus. And then there's a not yet part of the kingdom, which is all the physical uh, 
promises, the land promises, the earth promises, those, the, that part of the kingdom uh, that is still yet to come, where Jesus will reign on the earth, where there will be peace on the earth, where the lion will lay down with the lamb, where uh, the, the, the plows will be, or the, the, the plows will be made from weapons. And so th- that part is still coming, but there's a part where he reigns over our hearts and where we live uh, into the kingdom teaching that he gave us in Matthew and other parts of the Gospels as well. So, And so I think, Paul, you're absolutely right. Some of the reason why we don't get taught this as much, and I, and I agree with you, I think we, it would be wonderful to be, have better understanding of the kingdom. Some, some of it's just because a lot of churches shy away from eschatology, from the study of end times, and the kingdom often has a, a play in how we, we see the timing of a lot of these things. But, uh, but in terms of what we believe here at Calvary Church, what we teach as, as Calvary Chapel is that the kingdom has been established in the hearts of every believer, yet there's an earthly, physical reign. Jesus is going to come on the earth for a thousand years and reign uh, and establish an earthly kingdom at his second coming. And 20, Matthew twenty four fourteen, it says the mess, this kingdom message has to be preached throughout the whole earth, and then he will come back. Yes, uh, yes. So again, that's another theological position some people take, where they they would take that verse to mean uh, until the entire world hears the gospel, Jesus won't come back. Um, but I believe that what he's saying there, because there, the, there's the also the doctrine of what we believe is the imminency of Christ, which means nothing has to happen yet in order for Jesus to return and to establish his kingdom. Um, but I do believe that God's heart is, that one of the very last things Jesus said when he ascended into heaven is, go preach the gospel, uh, the, the good news of the kingdom of God to all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the great commission. And so you're right, brother, we need to be getting that message out to as many people as possible. That has single-heartedly stirred up many people for mission to get to places in the world where the gospel hasn't yet been given. Uh, and so the kingdom is is not only a good Bible study, but it is a reality for those of us that trust in Jesus. And it's also, he said, to, to be born again, like you're, we were born in America, so we're American citizens, correct? That, that's right. Okay. When you're born of the Spirit, you are now a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. That's right. Yes. So, and he calls us sons. Amen. We're sons of God. Yes. We're not, we're not slaves or servants of God. We're sons. And he died, so now we are heir to his throne. Amen. Such good news. So that's why he calls us kings of kings and lord of lords. That's why he's our king. Yes, amen to that. And we are kingdom citizens, and Ephesians chapter 1 gives us this beautiful picture of all the uh, the benefits of heaven that Jesus earned on our behalf. One of that is exactly what you said. He's adopted us as sons and daughters. He's given us uh, full access, not, not only uh, full access to the Father, but we're also going to share in the glory of, of what Jesus Christ has earned on our behalf, which would almost sound blasphemous, except for the fact that Jesus Christ has told us that himself. He went to the cross uh, to earn all of these benefits on our behalf. So, uh, amen to that, Paul. I'm, I'm so thankful. And even just thank you for bringing the question up and uh, and allowing us to consider again all that he's done for us to to make us part of, of, as you say, not just kingdom citizens. And Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. So there's this different, beautiful relationship we have with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, which is so humbling and so beautiful at the same time. Yeah. He wants us to have dominion over the earth. And that's ruling the earth. That's right. Just, just like, uh, just like they, 
that, that he asked Adam to have dominion over the earth back in Genesis. I think that ultimately, in many ways, the story of Scripture kind of will take us back to uh, being able to walk with God in the cool of the garden of the day again without sin inhibiting us. And it's, it's a beautiful picture of how Jesus creates everything and restores everything. That could be almost like the summary of what uh, the story of, of Scripture is all about. And when I say story, of course, I just mean the, the theme, the arc, the, the redemptive plan of, of God throughout the, the Scriptures. Right. Right. Anyway, the kingdom message has really got me excited yeah. and reading the Bible more and studying more. Well, I just needed that, you know. Amen. I just kind of got uh, in the same old message or something. You know, it's not as exciting as, uh, you know, we all want power. And he gives us power through him. You know, we accept him. He gives us power. And, we, I mean, it's just a, I don't know. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, thank you. I'm so, I'm so encouraged to hear how encouraged you are. I think this is another example of how when we go deeper into Scripture uh, and we study it more, there's just more and more that we learn and more that we're growing and more that God lights our hearts up on fire with passion for these things. So I'm encouraged, and I, I just encourage you to continue to study, continue to ask questions. Uh, there's great books out there in the kingdom of God. So uh, yeah, c- continue to do diligence in these things, and God's going to bless you. All right, thank you. All right, thank Enjoy you, brother. I, I won't get to hear the show. How can I listen to it online next week? Yeah, next week you can go to uh, Calvary uh, or, or GraceFM.com, and then we have uh, not only an app you could download if you want, but we've also got an ability for you to listen to the Calvary Live shows. They're all recorded almost in podcast-type form where you can you can go right in and listen to each one. So it's Grace what? GraceFM.com. Grace. Okay, all right. All right. Thank hey, you, Paul. What's your name? Yeah, my what's name is name? Uh, my name is Josh Sorensen, one of the pastors here at Calvary Church. All right. I'm going to turn off and listen to your show again. Thank All right, you. brother. Thank you so much for calling, Paul. God bless you. God bless you. All right. So good. I love, love guys like that that are just excited <laughs> about Scripture. It's awesome, uh, man. And it, because what it does for me uh, is that it excites me. I, I get excited being around other people that are excited. That's one of the joys. I used to be able to uh, have the privilege of ministering to a new believers group at our church in Philly, uh, and we would do weekly Bible studies. And, and it just was so good uh, to be able to be around people that were so on fire, so passionate, so excited as they learned new things in Scripture. It was just beautiful. So, uh, so hey, if there's more of you guys out there that w- want to talk about what God's doing in your life, scripture questions, uh, cr- questions on Christian living, prayer requests, any of those things, uh, and, and maybe you're not in the season right now where you're excited, maybe you're struggling, uh, maybe you're doubting, maybe you're just needing a fresh revelation of God in your life today. Um, well, let's 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 pray for you. And again, you're welcome to text us or call us, but let me give out those numbers again. Uh, the text line, if you prefer to text, and I do see a bunch of texts in, so we'll be sure to get to some of those. 720-336-0897 is the text line. 720-336-0897. But we do have a line or two open, so give us a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to be live on the air with me here on Calvary Live. 303-690-3000. And we are going to go live here to Fort Morgan, Colorado. I believe this is Marilyn. Is that right? Yeah. Thank you so much. Wonderful. You're welcome, Marilyn. Thank you. Thanks for calling. The uh, ministry uh, means so much to me. I'm in the car a lot. My husband and I are in... the teaching from all the Calvary pastors is such a blessing in our life, and I just want to say thank you for that. I was at John Nunley's church 
uh, with a friend recently, just visiting her and going to her church. And I told him how much the radio ministry meant to me, and he said he was so happy to hear that because you teach and preach and, you know, it goes out there and you don't always know how people react. But I just want you to know that we are very grateful for all your teaching. It means so much. Uh, Well, I I just personally want to say thank you for that encouragement. I think that that means so much to the team here at Grace FM that's hearing that. Uh, I I know all the preachers that are on the air that are are, um, bringing the Word of God uh, are encouraged to hear that, just to know that there's fruit that's uh, coming out of the radio station. So thank you for that. Thank you for even just your testimony there and sharing how God's using it. You know, I have uh, a younger brother that is so critically ill now, and uh, he is awaiting a liver transplant. And uh, I called today to ask for prayer for Don. Uh, I love him dearly. He made a profession of faith as a child. Okay. He, uh, you know, led a really rough life. Uh, Our father, alcoholic, and just a lot of of, uh, things going on in our family that were especially hard on us. A, a young boy and as a teenager, too. And uh, anyway, he says now he knows the Lord, and I believe him. But he doesn't really have a church with the uh, the support that goes along with that. Right. Just asking that people would pray for him. And uh, I, I think, too, when you talk about a transplant, you have to think of the donor, who's a human being that's very precious to our Lord and you just pray that if a liver becomes available, that the donor knows the Lord yes. before they die. And uh, it's a very serious thing. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's let's pray, ask the Lord. I also want to just speak for a moment to all of our listeners. If you guys are prayer warriors out there, uh, please be lifting up Marilyn's brother, Don, waiting for a liver transplant. Uh, who knows what God might do? But we know there's power in prayer. So let's, uh, Marilyn, let's bring this before the Lord together here. Father, we just want to lift up Don now to you. We know that you are familiar with every part of Don's life from the beginning to the end, Lord. You were there the moment that he professed to put his faith and trust in you, uh, and you are there right now, Lord, and you know his physical frame. You see it, Lord, uh, and you're aware of the beginning from the end. Your word says you're the author and the finisher of our faith. You're the Alpha, and you're the Omega, God. And and so, as the one who knows Don more than anybody else, as the one who loves Don more than anybody else, you know his physical frame and what's happening inside of him more than any MRI machine or X-ray machine could show. We're we're coming to you, the one that loves him more. And, and, uh, And we trust, God, that as the great physician, you are able to bring healing to his physical frame. Uh, Lord, that you've invited us to come and to ask and to seek and to knock. Jesus, you demonstrated while you physically walked the earth that you were a healing God. You would speak and someone would be healed. You would touch and someone would be healed, Lord. Uh, and so we're, we're asking now that that same healing power from the God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever would rest on our brother Don. Uh, and Lord, if it would be a supernatural healing, we believe without a doubt that you can do that. You are able. Um, but we also know, God, that in your 
ways you often will heal through the use of something like a liver transplant. And so that's obviously very critical, and that's the need that we're bringing before you, Lord, right now, that that you would raise up, Lord, the ability for Don to be able to, to um, come up to the top of that list uh, and, and for the right match to be found. Uh, and Lord, that this would happen soon and that this would happen quickly and that the liver would take, that he would regain health and vitality and strength again, and that you'd restore to him because of that, Lord, years onto his life. Um, and we do believe when we're asking these things that we're praying according to your will, because again, you're a good God. Uh, you tell us in your word that you love to give good gifts to your children. You say that you give and distribute the gifts of healings uh, to the churches. And so we're asking for that for Don, Lord. Um, and so we're trusting you, Lord. We're trusting you. Um, regardless of what the outcome looks like, whether it looks like the way we would hope it would look or looks different than, than how we would want it to, to go, uh, we're trusting you because you're the powerful God that can heal. Uh, you're the, the good God that loves Don. You're the healer. Uh, you are the provider, and you're the strength of our life. So I pray even now for Don, as he's laying there, uh, no doubt weak and, and struggling, that you would fill him with a measure of peace that comes from the Prince of Peace himself, a peace that passes all understanding, that would guard his heart right now and his mind in Christ Jesus, and that you'd comfort Marilyn, and you'd comfort the rest of the family that loves so dearly uh, their, their, their brother, Lord, her brother, and just pray that you'd give them a sense that you uh, are not uh, at a distance, but you, you draw close to the brokenhearted, that you hear every prayer. Your word says you see every tear that falls, uh, and that you, again, are kind and gentle and loving to Don more than we can even ever imagine. Your word says how high, how deep, uh, how, how unimaginable, how uh, indescribable and unsearchable, your word says, is the love of God in Christ Jesus. So we're believing that now for Don. We're trusting you, God. We're bringing him before you, uh, both myself and Marilyn here, but of course, all those listening in. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. You're Thank welcome, you Marilyn. So yeah, absolutely. And, and, and don't ever hesitate to, to continue to press in and, and give us a call again if, if, if we can be praying or if there's any updates. Um, you know, God does speak of prayer being oftentimes persistent, just continuing to come to Him in faith, even when we're struggling and we're weary, and, and God honors that kind of persistent prayer as well. So don't ever hesitate to reach out to us, whether it's through a phone call or through a, a text or, or an email. We'd be happy to keep, uh, keep praying for Don for sure. Thank you. That means so much. You're welcome. And God bless you today, Marilyn. Thanks for calling. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. So hard uh, to have to watch those that we love um, suffering with disease, with illness. Uh, of course, as you guys know, we've walked through a few difficult things in our church here within the last couple months. And so um, the, at the end of the day, when I lay my head on my pillow at night, I'm just so thankful to know that there is a God that is truly, truly good. There's not a lot of good out there that we could say, man, that is good, right? But we can look up, we can lift our eyes up to heaven and say, God, you are good. And you've been nothing but good to me. Uh, and he's been faithful all the days of our lives. Uh, I, I know all of us right now could lift our hand and testify to the goodness and the faithfulness of God in our lives. And so we then get to pray on behalf of someone like Don for the goodness and faithfulness to be known right now in his heart and his life. So amen to all of that. All right, we're about ready to head into our break here, but I do want to give out the number one more time so that we can pick up with phone calls in the second half or text messages. So again, give us a call, 303-690-3000. 
if you also have someone you'd like to pray for, or if you've got a prayer request for you, or Bible questions, or questions on Christian living, that's what we're here for. Again, Calvary Live is here for you, a show for you, and so we want to hear from you. 303-690-3000. And I'll give out one more time the text line as well, and we're going to get to a couple texts here at the top of the half hour when we come back. 720-336-0897. Again, thank you guys for tuning into Calvary Life. I appreciate all of you that are listening in. And again, just such an encouragement to even hear there from Maryland sharing how much all the preaching and the ministry of this radio station has meant. So we'll be back right after the break here. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you guys today on this Friday afternoon. My name is Josh Sorensen, one of the pastors here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, right outside of Denver. Uh, and we appreciate all of you guys that are tuning in. We know, again, there's 88 stations in 26 different states that are listening, and we're just honored and privileged that we get to be a voice into many of your lives. So thank you guys on behalf of myself, on behalf of Pastor Ed Taylor, uh, on behalf of Pastor Jeff Figs, who takes the show on, on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, sometimes we'll have guest speakers in. I know our pastor friend, Nate Morris, has been a part of the show, and all of us, including the team here at Grace FM and the church, Calvary Church, we just are honored to to be able to have this ministry and to be able to uh, to be able to speak into your life. So thank you guys for trusting us. Thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, for all of you guys that call and text us, uh, it is a privilege for us to be able to be in a place where we can talk about these things and pray with one another. Uh, and I, you know, I love listening into the show. I, I, I typically host the Friday shows, although sometimes I'll pick up some of the other shows, but I'm very thankful for uh, just the, the privilege of that. But I love hearing as well. I love hearing the show Monday through Thursday with Pastor Ed and, and Pastor Jeff, just two amazing men. The three of us got together actually for a pastor's breakfast uh, with a bunch of other pastors about a week ago. Uh, and just for a few minutes, we stood around talking a little bit about the show and uh, just what a joy it is and sometimes what a challenge it is, uh, to be honest, but uh, always, always a blessing uh, to, to be able to be a part of this. So uh, so thank you guys for, for your faithfulness and listening in to the show and calling in and texting in. It really means so much, and, and hopefully the ministry that we have uh, is even means more to you than it does that we get to be a part of this. It, it really is about you and for you. So with that in mind, let me give out the number again, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. I do have a message here that says, uh, initially, uh, at the top of the show today, there was a man uh, named uh, Paul that called in, uh, and he is asking for prayer, for wisdom and discernment, although I believe that now Paul was the guy I talked to, so this might be another man named Jay, I believe, J-E-I-G-H. So if I'm pronouncing that right, Jay, okay. Um, so Jay, if you're listening in, amen, brother, let's pray for you. God will hear our prayers. God hears your prayers. He loves you. Uh, and so, Lord Jesus, we 
want to just pray for our brother and pray for the the wisdom and discernment he's looking for right now in his life uh, in regards to himself and his family. And you know what it is, Lord. Um, even before we brought it to you, you're, you're familiar with all of his ways. Your word tells us in Psalm 139, uh, his going out, his lying down, his rising up, Lord, you see it. And that there's, there's nothing, Lord, that we can't come bring to you that you don't not only already know, but you care about it. You say we can cast these things on you because you care. Um, and then you say, Lord, in James chapter 1, that when we pray and ask for wisdom, you give it generously to all who ask. We have not, you say, because we ask not. So uh, on behalf of Jay, we just want to now pray for that wisdom that you promised that you would give generously and the discernment that he needs, Lord. So again, you know his situation. Um, even though we don't know what it is, we're, we're coming to the one that is able to step in, intervene, lead, guide, and speak in all of these ways. And so we just put these things before you and our brother and his family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we're going to go ahead here to uh, line two. Edward Martinez calling from Amarillo, Texas. Good afternoon, Edward. Good afternoon. How you doing today, brother? Oh, right now I'm currently doing okay. okay. Um, I got diagnosed with cancer a couple of weeks ago, and um, the pain has just been extreme, very, very extreme. I mean, there's times that I, I can't even go to work. I have to cancel my shift. And I just ask that, you know, the, the pain is just bearable, that I can, you know, um, withstand it. And that, you know, God provides for me since, you know, I, I work and I really don't have nobody to take care of me but myself. So just that he helps me with, you know, my finances and, and the pain and that it goes away soon that I get operated on soon. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course, brother. And I'm, I'm so sorry uh, to hear that you are walking through that. I have a, a friend of mine that also recently has a cancer diagnosis as well that we're, we're walking through as a church. Uh, and so let's bring this before the Lord. He, he is the one that is able to accomplish everything that you're asking for right now, and including just the relief of the pain that has you questioning um, and so, Father, we want to bring before you right now, Edward, and uh, Lord, the, the scary news of being diagnosed with cancer um, that immediately then begins to uh, cause us, Lord, to think differently about things. It gives us a different perspective. And, and for a lot of people, uh, Lord, there's fear, there's anxiety, there's uncertainty. Uh, for a lot of people, Lord, there's, there's questioning, perhaps even doubting. Um, our brother Edward, Lord, has expressed just the pain that he's in, uh, and Lord, I, it, it's just so hard, Lord, if we're honest, it's so hard um, to watch uh, our, our, our spiritual family walk through these things, and I think I understand a little bit more when your word says that we weep with those who weep, uh, because Lord, there's, there's nothing good about cancer, um, and yet the good that we're, we're looking to, Lord, is above the situation to, again, as we mentioned before, the God in heaven uh, who is good. And, and so we know at this very moment in time that you love Edward. Uh, we know at this very moment in time uh, that you care for his physical condition, that there's nothing about him that you um, 
don't see and nothing that you haven't invited for us to come and bring to you. So we're asking now, Father, for you to do a work in his body. We're asking for you to heal and touch him, Lord, that you would remove the cancer cells, Lord, that, that uh, wherever they formed from and, and, and whatever part of his body they are, Lord, that you, you would cause those cells to shrink um, and that, Lord, you would cause them to be eradicated, Lord, from his body. Uh, I think of Jesus being on the boat uh, in the middle of the storm with the disciples, and the disciples were scared, and it was uncertain, Lord, and, uh, and they weren't expecting it, and the storm came out of nowhere, um, and yet you were with them, and one of the things you did is you reached your hand out and you said, peace, be still, and your word says immediately the, the wind and the rain and the thunder and the lightning and the crashing of the waves, they all ceased, Lord, they all ceased, and, and, and it was still, Lord. Uh, and so we're praying for all of the worry and the anxiety and the fear and the doubt, Lord, in Edward's life to cease as you reach out over him with your hand and you say over his life, peace be still. Uh, and God, that you would give him a sense of, of so much peace that it passes even his understanding, as your word says that it does, that, that, that it would be a peace that would guard his mind now as he walks through the season and would guide his heart as he walks through the season, um, and that the goodness of God would be something that would be known and felt to him uh, in this moment, Lord Jesus. So we put our brother before you, uh, and, and of course, uh, in addition to healing and in addition to peace, we just pray for a, a, uh, a sense of um, rest in his physical body, Lord, that you'd remove uh, all, all the, the pain right now, Lord, that is causing him such uh, stress and uh, worry in his life. Uh, and we pray as well for all of the, the doctors and nurses that will be ministering to him, speaking into his life, Lord. Um, we thank you for them and just pray for wisdom for them, that you'd guide them. But we're also asking, Lord, for a supernatural work of God uh, in his heart and life and mind and physical body right now. So again, all of us listening in, as well as myself and Edward, have our eyes lifted up to heavens. That's where our help comes from, your word says. So we're asking for you to be a present help in Edward's time of need right now. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right. Thank, thank you, you for calling in, brother. And, and keep us updated on how we can keep praying for you. It'd be our honor to do that. I will. I will. Okay. I listen to you guys all the time. Great. Yeah, keep, keep, keep filling your, your heart and your mind with God's Word, good preaching, worship music, just allowing those things to really help you uh, and, and stir up faith in you, especially in those moments that you're just feeling weak and discouraged, and just, just allow His Word and, and His worship to wash over you uh, in this season of your life, because God's got more than what, uh, what we can see presently. He's got more for you in this season, um, so we'll, we'll continue to... Um, to hopefully hear back from you, but we'll continue to pray for you. We'll add you to the prayer list here as well. Okay. I, I average like seven hours a day listening to radio by grace oh, every day. Oh, wonderful. Like, wonderful. Thank you so much. God yeah. bless you. I, I know you guys, Ed Taylor, um, all, all you guys. I don't remember all your names, but you guys are just a blessing to my life. Oh. And I want to thank you so much. 
Well, brother, it's our honor. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. It's our honor. It's our joy. And we're going to keep praying that God ministers to you as you sit in front of that radio and just that his word is alive and living and active in your life in a powerful way. Okay, thank you. All right. God bless you. All right. So guys, listening in, keep praying for Edward. You can hear the brokenness. Uh, and for those of you perhaps that have also had uh, any, got, received any kind of diagnosis, whether it was cancer or anything else, you, you know a bit of what he's walking through. So uh, please continue to lift up Edward, continue to bring him before the Lord, uh, continue to pray for healing on his behalf and just a work of, of beautiful grace, even in some of the darkest of seasons that, that he would know the faithfulness of God. Uh, we are going to go now to Ron calling in from Colorado Springs. Good afternoon, Ron. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. How can we help you today? Well, I initially called with a prayer request, but I just remembered I had a question, if that's all right with you. Sure. Uh, I was, <clears throat> I've been a Christian for most of my life, but I still struggle on discerning what is, uh, what, hang on a second, what path in my life lines up with God's Word, yeah. career-wise, family-wise, leadership-wise. I'm not entirely sure how to discern whether or not the direction I'm going is plumb with God's word or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's a really, really good question. Um, another way I think I've heard people ask it is just to know what God's will is for my life and and not just the 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 big kind of like uh, I need to walk with Jesus kind of a will, but like you're saying, the specific will for my life when it comes to work and those kind of things. Uh, so, so very briefly, I mean, it, it could be a longer conversation if we had time to sit and talk about your specific situation. But um, th there are two things that, that the Bible talks about when it comes to the will of God. It talks about his general will for our lives, and then it talks about his specific will for our lives. So for example, his general will would be that, uh, of course, that we would be saved. Uh, there, are, there are areas where he's very explicit in his word. Uh, this is the will of God for you, it says, your, your, your sanctification. Um, so that we would remain uh, close to Jesus, walking with Jesus. Uh, another place that talks about sexual purity. Uh, another place that says that the will of God for us is to be thankful in all things. So there are those part, uh, parts in, in Scripture where God does say this is the will for you. So we do know um, that there are things uh, that we we need to be doing in order to be in His will. Number one, be saved. That's 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 the will of God. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to eternal life. So God saves us, and we, and we walk in that. And we grow, uh, and of course, being thankful, remaining pure. Those those are the, the the general things that Scripture talks about when it comes to the will of God. But then there's the specific things. So you're you're talking about perhaps how do I know God's will for for my life regarding my employment, my job, my work. Uh, who I'm supposed to marry or not, you know, all those kind of questions. Um, and I would say, when it comes to those things, first and foremost, make sure that you're in the general will of God. So make sure that that the things that he's made very clear that that is his will, that, that you're ob obedient, walking in obedience to those things. Uh, and if those things are, are uh, you're, you're, you're walking according to the will regarding those things, then he will begin to lead you regarding the specific will that he has for your life, the purpose that he has for you, the, um, the, the, the desire of his heart for you to minister and for you to be used uh, in your circle of, of influence at work, uh, at your church, in your family. And so... The, the primary ways we know the will of God, there's there's kind of no uh, magical formula, as it were, to it. Um, but but 
there are a few areas. Uh, as we read God's word, he, he's very uh, clear that he speaks to us through his word and not just about history and not just about um, theology and those things uh, that oftentimes we think about when we approach God's word, but he speaks to our specific situation, uh, our specific day, our, the specific moment that we're coming to him. Uh, that's why he says that he gives us a word in season, and that word is living and active and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword, that it always accomplishes what it was sent forth to do. So I would first say just just continue to remain faithful in your personal time in God's word each day coming to his word expectant that God is going to speak to you and lead you and guide you. My, my son right now is actually praying about um, school, and he's not sure. Um, he's got this big promotion at work, and he's not sure should he move towards the promotion more or should he go to school. And so this was my exact advice to him. And and as I gave this to him, the last couple of days he's come to me and he showed me Bible verses where God is beginning to specifically speak to him. And and, and his mind is blown. He's just going, Dad, this is amazing. Look at what, what I read today. Look at what my devotional was. And so I, I believe that God will do that. He'll speak and lead you in his word. Of course, we pray because there's power in prayer and God leads through through prayer. Um, it also says in the Proverbs that there's wisdom in the counsel of many people. So although we ultimately want to hear from God, one of the ways we can also hear from God, um, primarily through his word, but is also with other people um, that are godly people that are not going to tell us what they think we should do, but are, are going to tell us what they believe the Word of God says we should do, or or just even some wisdom moving forward. Uh, people that know you that are in your life, um, people from your local church. That's that's part of the the reason God gave us a local church is so that we'd have people that can observe us and see us and say, "Hey, I don't know if that would be the best thing for you," uh, or "No, this looks like this is a a, a wonderful opportunity for you." Um, and then, of course, God God in circumstances will often lead us and, and reveal his will to us with, with open doors and with shut doors. Um, and, and sometimes as he opens a door, we pray and we do everything we can with the information we're given, the wisdom of the, the decision, the, the prayerfulness that we put into it, um, what we believe God's word says, is, is, it, is it lining up? You know, am I just taking the job because I only want more money and I just want to become wealthy? Or am I taking the job because I really believe God's leading me into it because there's 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 people in ministry there and there's much more uh, than just making a paycheck. And so discerning some of that, I think, is uh, a part of what not only God's Word does in our lives, but the community of God's people does in our lives. So uh, that's a very quick answer to, to your question. But And as basic as those things sound, God's Word, prayer, community, that that is, I think, God's design to specifically lead us through the day. But I will say He does have a specific will and plan for your life. So as you're praying about work and wanting to align it with God's word, uh, he will do that work. You just need to come to him uh, and show up and, and open up his word, and and he will do the speaking and the leading and the guiding, and it will be miraculous and wonderful. And I'm sure you've already experienced that, but uh, but as you're kind of leaning in and praying about perhaps some specific direction right now, God will God will do that. I appreciate that. Yeah. It I really... It really gives me a new perspective on like where to tune to before I make a decision. Yeah, 
Uh, absolutely. It's, it's, and it's a question that every single one of us regularly ask. So you're, you're certainly not alone. I actually heard once a pastor say that this is probably the question that most Christians ask one another and ask other pastors um, is, is what is God's will for my life? I just want to walk in obedience. I want to walk honoring what God's word says. And sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes we're in a season where we, where we don't know what to do. Um, and it's in those moments that we, we cast ourselves on the Lord and ask him to go before us and lead us. And he promises that he'll do that. So he'll be faithful to that. Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely. And you said you had a prayer request as well. Yes, I do. Um, <clears throat> sorry, give me a sec. This subject is a little tough for me because my wife and I are in the best spot right now Okay. in our, in our marriage. We have a bit of a history. We've gotten most of the way through that, and we're starting to get like uh, we're starting to not allow the past to affect us mm -hmm. anymore. But the current troubles are just constant anger and arguing, and I don't want to do it anymore. I don't. I was telling my therapist that I I see a divorce coming a hundred miles away, and I don't want it to happen but at the same time it also feels like it might be the healthiest option for the both of us and our daughter hmm. so i'm not entirely sure what to do in it yeah it it feels like a knife in the chest just thinking about it every day yeah hey can i ask you a question are, are you part of a local church right now part of a fellowship I am. You are okay. I go to a Radiant Church. Okay, okay, good. I, you know, I, I would, for sure, ask you to reach out to one of your pastors at your church if, if you haven't already, um, and begin to, um, because this is this is something that's going to require a lot more than a, a radio answer can give. Um, so we're we're going to pray for you, but but somebody that knows you, somebody that you're accountable to, that can speak into your life um, and walk you through some of these things will be really important for you, um, because there's a lot to unpack here, and obviously there's a lot of pain that's here as well. And so in order to really do diligence with this and and to walk you through it biblically. Um, I think a good pastor can do that. So I'd encourage you for sure to go to your pastor. Uh, of course, we're available here to help answer questions offline as well, if that's something you prefer. Uh, but I do think it's going to it's going to require a longer conversation with your your local pastor, which I I, I pray will be something that will bring you some uh, wisdom and encouragement and direction in your life right now. Thank you. Yeah. I, I I am going to be reaching out to our uh, counselor pastor that has helped me before in the past. It's just been a while because I've been busy with work. Sure. Yes. Well, let, let me pray for you right now, brother, and we'll, we'll bring these things to the Lord. Father, we just want to lift up our, our brother before you today, Lord. You see his situation, his marriage, his family. Uh, and uh, Father, we just want to pray that you would give him uh, a sense of your wisdom now uh, in terms of what he needs to do moving forward with his marriage. You see the beginning from the end of it, Lord. Uh, you're, there's nothing that you haven't been familiar with uh, in terms of his marriage. And so we're just asking now as brothers and sisters that are listening in, uh, God, that you would give him wisdom from heaven, that you give those that he's speaking to and, and looking for advice from, his pastors at church, wisdom. Um, but God, we're also going to ask that you would do what may seem impossible, 
would you restore and heal his marriage and heal the pain uh, and restore what has been broken, the trust that's been broken, the wounds that uh, have been um, a part of uh, the difficulty of this whole entire situation. Uh, And I'm sure it's on both ends, Lord. Uh, And so we're just praying now, God, that you would step in and intervene uh, and do what only you can do. In the same way we pray for physical healing as we've done already today, we're praying for a healing in this marriage, God, that it would be resurrected from what may seem like it is dead at the moment, uh, that you would breathe fresh life into it, God, and that the gospel message, the good news of the grace of Jesus Christ would radiate from this message. And that at some point, Lord, it would be so wonderful uh, to be able to hear our brother, Ron, give us a call back and say, man, I talked with my pastor, um, I, I read God's word, and he began to move, and he began to restore, and he began to heal. And God, that's what we're asking for, and we're praying for. Um, but he needs wisdom, Lord. There's a lot to unpack, a lot to process through. So we just pray, God. Again, James 1, giving us the assurance that when we ask for wisdom, you give it generously. And so we're doing that now on behalf of our brother, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for for, uh, giving us a call. And again, as I said to the other guys earlier, keep us uh, updated and how things are going, how we can continue to pray for you. I will. Thank you so much. All right. You're so welcome. God bless you, brother. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. uh, Calvary Live uh, is available now for, I guess, the next couple minutes. Uh, So it looks like we're just about out of time. I was going to give the number out one more time, but we do have one more caller online, and I was going to get to a text message as well. So uh, hard to believe sometimes how fast this show goes. Uh, But we're going to quickly try to do what we can to answer this question. Uh, Ronnie calling from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Good afternoon, Ronnie. How are you doing? I'm blessed, sir. And yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Yes. My question is, was Paul... uh, uh, part of the Sanhedrin tribe was Paul part of the Sanhedrin. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, um, and I'll give you a couple of answers to that because there's 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 some debate specifically whether or not he was part of the Sanhedrin. We we do know just very quickly a couple things about Paul um, before he was Paul. Of course, he was Saul of Tarsus, uh, and he was we we know from Scripture he was born to Jewish parents. He possessed a Roman uh, citizenship. Uh, he moved to Jerusalem and was able to study uh, Hebrew, the Hebrew scriptures under uh, a rabbi named Gamaliel. Uh, and, and so that's where Paul would begin this in-depth study of the law with this, this particular famous rabbi. Um, but again, there's been some debate whether or not he was part of the Sanhedrin or not, um, and whether that was, uh, w- whether he was a member. Uh, I do remember hearing once a pastor saying that Paul... Um, had been a member prior to his conversion to Christianity. Um, so, so some people would say uh, uh, from, from church history that there's been some suggestion that he was. Uh, others would say that he was not a specific member of the Sanhedrin, but he was uh, perhaps hired by some of the chief priests to persecute the way. Um, you know, we, we know that Stephen... Uh, in Acts chapter 6, was stoned by the Sanhedrin and Paul, who at that point was named uh, Saul. He was present there. It doesn't tell us whether Paul himself was was part of the Sanhedrin or not, but we see his presence there. Um, We know in Acts chapter 23, Paul appears before the Sanhedrin and calls himself a Pharisee. 
Um, so that that could be some suggestion that he himself was part of it. So to, the, the short answer to your question is we don't know exactly. It, it does certainly depend on who you talk to, because uh, some of these scriptures that I even just mentioned do suggest that he was part of it. But if he wasn't a member of the Sanhedrin, he certainly was close to them and and uh, and certainly had relationships with the chief priest as as he was hired to go out and hunt down people that were Christians. And, and certainly he was raised under Rabbi Gamaliel. So we do know that he if he wasn't an official member of the Sanhedrin, he was very close to the Sanhedrin and uh, was very knowledgeable in his study of the law uh, and the Hebrew scriptures. Was he ever married, Pastor? Uh, I, we don't know if Paul was ever married or not, but we do know Paul gives us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 um, uh, an idea that when he wrote that letter, he was not married. So I, I don't believe that there's anything to suggest that he was married. He says he is thankful that he's a single man because he's able to do more ministry uh, for the for the Lord because he's single and he can devote his time to the Lord. And then he goes on to say, and hey, I think it would be a good idea for all of you to be single. But if you need to be married, be married. But he goes, but if you feel there may be a calling on your life to singleness, Paul says, great, because then you can do a lot more for the Lord. So um, so we do know that that Paul was single early on in his ministry, which suggests that he probably was not married. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. All right. Thank you for calling, brother. God bless you, too. All right, Gabe, how are we looking in time? How, mu how much time do we have left? I want to try to get to one question if I can. We'll see if we can. Uh, there was a text message that came in that wanted to know in the Old Testament with Moses and Abraham and some of these characters that we read about, God spoke to them. Was it an audible voice or was it not an audible voice? Uh, and the answer to that question very quickly is that, yes, God did speak audibly to some of them. We don't know in every single case whether God spoke audibly. Some of it could have been God speaking in their spirit to them. Uh, some of it could have been God, and we do know God speaks through dreams and spoke to dreams to some of them. Um, but yes, God certainly did speak audibly. They did hear audible uh, voices of God, but we don't know in every single case. But I will say this, what we have when we get in Scripture, these pictures of God speaking to people, that was the exception, not the rule. Because again, uh, the Old Testament covers over 4,000 years of history. God bless you guys. We'll be back with you on Monday of next week. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.